How's everybody doing? Uh, I got a text last Sunday. Someone's like, Mike takes over as senior pastor, first order of business, cancel church. <laughs> and I was very concerned, you know, this whole week that we might be canceling church again. So, praise the Lord for no snow. Um, January is pro-life month, and we like to take a few Sundays a year to specifically address this issue. Um, so I'm going to do a little intro, and then um, we're going to be privileged to hear from Diane. Uh, turn to Psalm 127. In verse 4, it says, Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. And we, as a nation, and really as a world, have lost a lot of arrows. A lot of arrows. Um, the Radiance Foundation, which is a pro-life organization, came out, uh, does a great job with some uh, different pictures and slides and uh, even memes, basically. Um, but they had one recently that talked about the leading causes of death, uh, the second leading cause of death is cancer worldwide at 8.2 million. Uh, smoking is third at 5 million. Uh, and then HIV uh, slash AIDS is 1.7 million. Um, that is fourth. But abortion leads the way at 41.9 million worldwide just this past year alone. So it's five times greater than the second leading cause of death. It is a blight um, on our society, on our nation, and literally on the world. So we are called as God's people to speak truth into all areas of life, and especially the areas where the culture, regardless of what culture it is, is not seeing things biblically. And this is clearly one area we have to speak truth into. We have um, an excellent organization in Thrive who stands and fights for the life of the unborn and helps ladies in crisis pregnancies. So what is the current state of issues surrounding abortion? And how is the Lord working in this area? Well, we're blessed to have Diane Vaughn um, be able to come and share with us today what God is doing. Um, and then we will... Have her share, and then I'd like to spend some time in prayer on this issue. Um, before she comes up, she has a video that she's going to have us uh, watch. I have so much stuff in my hands. Can you hear me? Okay. And in my pockets, you know, Diane needs Kleenex. All right. And I got my fancy laser pointer. <laughs> and my phone in case I get a call from God or something. So <laughs> um, thank you so much for, once again, bearing with me, listening to what God is doing at Thrive. Thank you, Liberty. Thank you, pastors, for inviting me to come and, and share what God is doing. Um, <clears throat> you can go ahead and put that first slide up, Mike. So my problem is that I have way too much to say. Just, just way too much. And it's trying to condense. It's trying to hear, you know, from God. 
what should be said today. This life issue is huge. There's so many aspects, so many components of it. And so um, I might try to get in a little bit more than I probably should. So um, bear with me. Uh, I have often, a lot of you know kind of my story. And um, I've often you know, wondered where in the world did this call for me to be so passionate about this issue come from? And I recollect a very distinct memory. So I am not, an, uh, I'm not a post-abortive woman. And if, if there is a, a post-abortive woman in here, uh, what we talk about today is not in any way, shape, or form to bring condemnation. There is forgiveness in Jesus Christ the Bible says that we've all, we all have sinned and fallen short. I may have different sins. Um, so um, if you are post-abortive, uh, for young women who may find themselves in a situation in the future, uh, I want you to really, really um, listen to what is going to be shared today. Uh, we... we Often we don't know what our life will bring, and often we don't know what circumstances we'll find ourselves in. Um, but for women who might find themselves with a, with a, a pregnancy at a time, uh, that's just not what you thought would happen. Um, there's definitely support and help, and the answer is not in, in abortion. So, but when I think about that memory, um, that distinct memory that I think really birthed this conviction. Um, we all have callings. Sometimes our callings will change as we go through life uh, and different seasons of our life, and that calling will change. Um, sometimes we have multiple callings, uh, and we're all called from our mother's womb. And scripture is very clear that even in some of the scriptures uh, that God addressed to the prophets in the Old Testament, he tells them, I called you from the womb. But I was 11 years old. And um, my mom had fallen. Uh, she had epilepsy. She um, had a seizure. She fell so hard it um, caused intracranial hemorrhaging. She was left in a coma. She was on life support. And she was at Christian Hospital Northeast. And uh, I distinctly remember the day where uh, the physician was telling my dad, um, you need to start thinking about taking her off life support. And when we left the hospital that day, I remember standing right in front of the elevators. We're all there waiting for the elevator to come up so we could go down. And I remember just breaking down and bawling. And I remember thinking, it, 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 it hit me. Taking my mom off life support meant potentially her heart stopping. And, and I, I remember thinking, wow, you know, that, that's my mom. You know, she's still my mom. She, she may be laying there. She may not have any voice. She may not be able to move, but that's my mom. And, and her heart is beating. So, so I think that was where God 
really birthed that passion in me to get involved. Um, I started volunteering for Thrive, <clears throat> I think, in 2009. It's 2018, um, 2019, excuse me, and um, I'm still just uh, knee-deep, waist-deep, shoulder-deep, in over my head at Thrive uh, for the cause of life. This Tuesday, January 22nd, will uh, be the 46th anniversary of when the Supreme Court legalized abortion. Since then, a couple stats, Mike had mentioned one that I was going to mention, but um, since then, in the United States, they say a little over 60 million abortions have occurred since 1973. Um, they say annually a little under a million abortions occur in America. And worldwide, in the past 40 years, they say at least 1.72 billion abortions have occurred. That is a lot of hearts that have stopped and never, never had the chance to beat. And Mike did mention this, that the leading cause of death globally, it wasn't those things he mentioned, cancer, HIV, AIDS, heart disease, even traffic accidents. It was <clears throat> abortion, a little over 41 million children killed, and that again is globally. Kind of sobering. Today, all over America, there's not as many churches as I think God would like to see involved in this issue, but all across America, this church as well as other churches have decided to celebrate the sanctity of life, the sanctity of human life, in opposition to the anniversary of legalizing the killing of unborn children. So um, what does the sanctity of human life mean? What does it mean? It means that you were created in the image of God. You bear his image. Upon that moment of fertilization, you bore his image. You became a distinct uh, DNA code that would tell the color of your eyes how tall you would be what gender you would be, or, or sex, in that unique code. Um, it means that you have intrinsic worth, and you have value, so much value that for God so loved the world, that he sent his only begotten son to pay a price for me, for you. We are that valuable to him. And so if only we could keep our focus on that from the moment of life in the womb, from that very foundation, what do you think our world would look like? What do you think our culture would look like if we truly valued the human life? Life is indeed our most sacred right. Go ahead. And, okay. Um, you, you heard Cinnamon's testimony. She came to us a little over a year ago, and we worked with her. Um, powerful story. That is just one example of many, many women's lives who are coming to thrive, who because of people who are heeding the call of God 
on their life to get involved are being used to minister to women like Cinnamon. Um, Revelations talks about how um, the word of our testimony and the power of the blood of Jesus helps us overcome. We are overcomers by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. We cannot underestimate the power of a person's personal testimony. And you all have a testimony. And and God wants to... um, He wants to... Use that testimony. And it doesn't, you know, some people's testimony maybe call it grander than others or more profound than others, maybe not as simple. It does not matter. You have a testimony, and God wants to use your testimony in your life to bring him glory and to use you to bring others closer to him. Besides um, cinnamon, we have um, just so many women that will, will say, uh, um, will write about uh, how Thrive has impacted their life. And I kind of wanted to uh, show you a couple of examples. So when a woman comes to Thrive, they, um, and Thrive, we are a, um, we specialize in medical services to, um, to caring for a woman with an unplanned pregnancy. We are indeed a medical provider. Um, we utilize real nurses, real doctors. There um, are falsehoods out there that say that we don't, um, but we do. And um, so when a woman comes to Thrive, after they meet with us, we give them a little survey. We, we want to know how we can best serve them. And so just a couple quotes. Um, one said, I do not have any suggest- suggestions as of now because everything just seemed right and up to par. I am so thankful to have Thrive in my life. Another one said, perfect. Love you guys. Oh, and the one before, she did mark that she was going to abstain from sex until in a monogamous relationship, such as in a marriage relationship. Um, Another one said, I love this place. Wish they could be my doctor. They were so helpful and understanding. I wanted to just let you see, um, because, you know, when you're involved in something, you want to always talk about it. In a, in a really great way, but, you know, your motives could be a little bit skewed in the eyes of others. So you, you hearing, you're hearing from other patients, and we have stacks. Our um, really um, satisfaction rate from our patients is like 98 to 99% high in satisfaction of their visit with us. Um, so there was just a few for you to see. Um, our mission... Our mission is that uh, we are Christ-centered first. We are a Christ-centered organization, and we empower young men and women to make life-affirming decisions about, and esteemable decisions about uh, pregnancy, healthy relationships, and um, life. So that is our mission. We offer a variety of services. You guys know the drill here. Obviously, we're going to do a lab-quality pregnancy test. We do ultrasounds. We do STD testing and treatment. We offer parenting classes. It's a 46-week program, beautiful program. Um, We offer post-abortion support. Um, We have a best choice program that goes into, we're we're in so many different schools, public and private, throughout the greater metropolitan St. Louis area um, that offers a sexual health uh, uh, curriculum. Um, We offer a program called Date Safe that goes into colleges. 
and we offer a temporary housing called Thrive In for women who may get kicked out of their homes or need a place to stay. So uh, Thrive is a lot bigger than most people realize. There's a lot of things that we offer. Now this next slide is kind of scary because <laughs> there's so much on it, but um, obviously we're growing, 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 and we have become national, so now we have Thrive locations um, in, in Dallas, in Georgia, in Florida, in Indiana, in Virginia. Our newest uh, is in Virginia. They're opening up five Thrives, and so um, as, a, as regional manager of Thrive, my job description and responsibilities have kind of woo, uh, grown and I'm finding myself training physicians and nurses all across the country. Um, it's exciting, it's daunting, and I take one day at a time. We're also global. Um, we have locations in Uganda, East Africa, and um, the Ukraine and Europe. Uh, and we have some potential other places uh, globally that um, may, may come into existence. Um, Thrive also goes to college. We go to college with our mobile units. Uh, we have been um, going to Harristow, uh, Merrimack, um, SLU, Webster. Uh, I uh, give a lecture um, in a couple at the summer, summer session and the uh, spring uh, session at St. Charles Community College. Um, and um, we've been in, on uh, campuses in Illinois, um, Lewis and Clark Community College, and um, we're going to be getting onto SIUE's um, campus as well. So a lot going on, and of course we want to reach those college girls um, because we know uh, organizations like Planned Parenthood have totally infiltrated the college campus, and they don't want us on there. They don't like us at all. Um, but our flagship locations here in St. Louis, uh, just this year, just throwing out a few statistics so you know what we're doing, um, we've seen over 7,000 patients just our last fiscal year. Um, we've provided almost a little over 2,300 pregnancy tests, a little over 1,200 ultrasounds. Um, we have seen over 2,030 babies rescued from abortion. Um, we have provided uh, almost 2,500 STD tests, um, and it's so great that, you know, maybe a woman's just coming in for an STD test, but when they come, we get to talk to them about abstinence and the beauty of abstinence outside of a monogamous relationship, such as a marriage relationship. We also get to present the gospel. So um, we've had over 1,700 abstinence discussions. Um, we can offer a Bible, and we have given over almost 1,250 Bibles our last fiscal year to women in our community, and um, over 2,200 gospel presentations, and we have seen um, 37 rededications to Christ, but also um, I think there's been about 65 women who have actually chose Christ. Uh, our parent university classes, they actually offer a Bible study. Um, we have some host churches that open up their doors weekly. Um, they host the place. We provide the curriculum. Uh, some of these host, host churches uh, provide childcare, a meal for these women, and really minister to them. It's amazing. Just really, really amazing. So, okay, we uh, as we're growing, we're finding a, 
just a demand for more volunteers and more employees. So we are hiring, we're always recruiting volunteers. If you're interested, I know we've had many over the years here at Liberty volunteer and even work for Thrive. Um, sometimes people's seasons come and go, so um, maybe God might be calling you. Maybe you were involved or, you know, attempted to get involved at one particular time and it maybe it wasn't the right time. So keep that in mind. Um, as we are growing and across America, as pregnancy centers, medical centers are growing and busting at the seams, we're seeing the um, opposition have to become a little bit more aggressive in their marketing and their branding. And they're becoming a lot more deceptive. So now we see that um, they're saying uh, abortion is self-care. But not even self-care. Abortion is health care. Um, the new president of Planned Parenthood, and I want to pull up this quote really quick here. I got it here on my phone. Um, they finally came out and said it, and she said it. Her name is Leanna Wen. Please pray for her. Um, but she said this about Planned Parenthood. She said, first, our core mission is providing, protecting, and expanding access to abortion and reproductive health care. We will never back down from that fight. It's a fundamental human right, and women's lives are at stake. So that was a quote by the president of Planned Parenthood. Um, their core mission is abortion, and she's calling it health care. But it is not. In the media, we're seeing um, people just become much more aggressive. And um, scripture talks about um, those who are immersed in sin uh, will have no shame in flaunting it. And so a recent comedian, uh, her name is uh, Marcella Arguello. I don't know, you might have heard this, uh, but she said this about abortion. I hate when people tell me to have a kid because I look good holding a baby. I look, do, I look good doing anything, everything, because I look good. In fact, you should see me have an abortion. I am breathtaking. Literally, I am taking someone's breath. Beautiful. It's beautiful, she says. Teen Vogue um, highlighted uh, an organization called the Lady Parts Justice League. And um, they are fighting anti-abortion. That's what they call us, anti-abortion, and not pro-life, stigma with humor. So they are really trying to get people um, to join their efforts. Um, and they're trying to encourage them to be intentional about their activism and ideology and find ways that they can use their individual skills to support local abortion clinics and allies and have fun while doing it. It's amazing, just in the past couple of years, the things that we're seeing, the statements being made, um, it's, it's quite shocking and alarming. Okay. Um, and continually, as, as the pregnancy centers across America, as, uh, such as Thrive, are being uh, effective, um, the opposition continues. So um, 
In this next slide, <clears throat> these are a couple things that happened this year. And I don't know, hopefully you can see them, but um, you know, we, we have opponents that will come and, and protest in front of our centers. One day, uh, this was probably in the fall um, of 2018, we had um, some interesting folks come um, dressed up uh, in, I guess what they were thinking were like hazmat suits and holding signs that, that said, thrive is dangerous to your health. Thrive, thrive is hazardous to your health. So, um, you know, the women that were coming, and they stood right outside our mobile unit, which is right there, which uh, sits across the street from Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood um, the only existing um, abortion provider in Missouri. So um, the women that were coming into our mobile unit kind of looked at us and said, what's going on? Who are those weirdos? What are they doing? Um, I mean, they just, you know, were like, I, I, it, didn't help, it didn't help them decide not to come on board. I think they wanted to run in and be like, get away from those weirdos. Um, the other thing is these guys on the sidewalk here, uh, they drew satanic symbols. And so, um, you know, obviously uh, our flesh is not against, our, our warfare, our battle is not against flesh or blood. It's a, it's a spiritual battle. Right? It's between evil and good, light and darkness, God and Satan, God the author of life, Satan who wants you know, to come, still steal, rob, kill, and destroy. Right, So um, we're seeing more um, satanic groups um, come, come to us uh, with full-on opposition. Um, this just happened recently, and this is just... Um, kind of creepy, but uh, Hannah and Josh actually came to visit me at our city location. We have several different locations, one's in the city, and um, they came to visit me. I walked them out to the parking lot in the back, and we saw this hanging there. Um, this is what uh, satanic groups will, um, they will pray curses um, on an organization, and they need a physical um, material item that will help uh, bring those curses upon that organization. So um, we are definitely earmarked. Um, and so uh, if anything, just pray against those forces. Um, they're real. And um, we, need, we need, you know, the greatest weapon uh, being prayer uh, to, to bring that protection for us. Uh, you know, when I saw that, um, I mean, immediately we prayed. We prayed against the curses. Scripture says, Proverbs says that a curse uh, without cause cannot alight. So, you know, we rebuke those curses, any curses on our organization in the name of Jesus. Um, but, you know, even a couple, you know, a couple years ago, a year, and a, a, year ago, a year ago, we're not seeing this kind of, you know, we're not seeing these kind of things happening. But now we are. Um, and again, you know, Satan is on the run. He, we are, we are impeding on his territory. We are putting places like, you know, abortion clinics throughout America out. We're putting them, you know, they're, they're, they're going out of business. And of course, um, the, um, location on Forest Park Parkway in St. Louis, um, is close to follow, uh, that, that, um, Specific Planned Parenthood has been um, called the most dangerous abortion clinic in the United States. Uh, 
they have, have had tons of uh, emergency vehicles come um, to their doors, and we had one just again this past Friday. Um, along with some other opposition, um, Again, as we're in the schools, we're getting people come against uh, us being in schools. Uh, there's groups like NARAL and Reparaction. Um, we have a leading passionate atheist. Her name is Sally Hunt. Jesus save her soul. Um, uh, she was at one of the school boards. Uh, one of uh, It was actually a board meeting um, for uh, the St. Charles Children's um, resource board, and they help fund uh, just different um, organizations that help uh, children and young, young people. And so they have actually given us grant money, and Sally doesn't like that. So she came the day I spoke to the group. <laughs> she took a picture of me, put me on her Facebook post, um, and, uh, and this woman, now just last March, she was on um, Laura Ingram's uh, show on Fox News, and she was actually talking about a totally different thing. She has been fighting Wentzville uh, City Hall, and they're um, putting in God We Trust in their, um, you know, public square and in their city hall. So she was actually there talking about that. But um, I, I felt quite honored that I would be put uh, by name on this post. And besides, I think. Uh, my hair looks pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, we've gotten more opposition. Crazy folks, satanic uh, oppression. But we are also at Thrive, the staff. Um, we are seeing more women come into our, our uh, centers that are in their second trimester. Okay, so... When you do an abort, and when you do an ultrasound, excuse me, an ultrasound on um, on a six-week-old baby, okay, the arrow is pointing to the to the fetus right there. Um, you can see it hugged up against the yolk sac right there. By the way, um, the blood, the in initial blood, begins to form at that uh, within that yolk sac that development in that early stage of the embryo. And scripture says that life is in the blood. And of course, the shedding of blood is the ending of a life. But one of the first things and the earliest things we'll see uh, in an ultrasound is that yolk sac. And then um, you can see the fetus right there. But it provides nutrition to the baby until the placenta is, is developed. But when we do an ultrasound on a baby that looks like this, okay. It doesn't matter how small, it's still a baby. We see a heartbeat. It doesn't matter, okay? However, when we're doing ultrasounds now on babies that look like this, to be honest, if you're honest, it affects you a little bit harder and a little bit more deeply. And so we're seeing more of that, and it is affecting our staff. And so we decided we were going to, uh, all right, we need to make sure we're, we're going to God and, and offering prayer for these moms uh, in their second trimester, prayer uh, that they would open their eyes and see the life that they're carrying. Um, and so we began, you know, all of a sudden you're seeing all these emails, and I'm like, what in the world? This is one of them. Um, one of our nurses, Michelle, uh, in a follow-up phone call to this patient, 
um, she left a message, and then she, in the email she said, Patient J called us back today after we made our final follow-up call. She had an abortion last week at 19-plus weeks. So the one baby we just saw prior, that, that was her baby. That was at 19 weeks, a stage of de development. She stated it was one of the worst experiences of her life. She is trying to move forward. Can't imagine what she has gone through. Please pray for her. My heart is again, again, so broken for her and that sweet baby. Thankful here she is in the arms of Jesus, praying this young, meaning the baby, praying this young lady would find her way to his arms as well in his grace, love, and mercy as she processes, uh, deals with all of this. She was very grateful for our care and checking in on her. And then my nurse says this, this is tough, guys. Keep enduring and fighting the good fight. It is tough. And um, it is tough because we might see the image on the left, but it doesn't matter because the image on the right, it's still that same that same baby. Um, as I'm starting to process through all this, now that I've been at Thrive for a long time, I'm seeing all this develop, all these changes happening, occurring, what it's doing to the staff, how it's impacting me. I, I just, I knew I had to, to go to the Lord and say, God, you know, how in the world am I going to keep on doing this? If you've called me when I, when I was 11 years old, well, even in my mother's womb, but then impressed upon me at 11 years old, and then really launched me in 2009. How am I going to keep going? And so um, I began to, uh, long story short, God just brought to me um, many different things that uh, really led me to uh, go back to school. So I took an online course, and I learned how to deal with things like compassion fatigue, um, uh, secondary, secondary post-traumatic stress, burnout. Um, so I could help not only me, but help my staff. And so I took uh, a course, and now um, I'm what they call a compassion fatigue educator. Uh, I took it through Regent University, and, um, and this is interesting because we're seeing all across America now just the burnout, the compassion fatigue. It's the fatigue of caring for some, someone where you're constantly hearing these traumatic stories, where you're constantly visualizing things like doing an ultrasound on a second trimester baby, where you're constantly explaining the abortion procedure on a woman who wants to have more abortion information. We want her to know the truth about abortion. We want her to know the side effects or risks. So we tell uh, women about the procedure. You do that four, five times a day, every day, five days a week. You're doing ultrasounds. You're seeing these babies. We don't, we don't save every one of them. But before, because of our care with these women, our respect and dignity for them as people and human beings, they keep in touch with us. So even after their abortion, they will still remain in contact with us. It, it, it's, it's astounding. Um, one of the things we decided to do uh, at Thrive in light of all of this and how it was affecting the staff 
is we are doing an annual memorial uh, to remember all the lives of those aborted baby, babies um, that we knew through women who came to thrive. Now, we don't know all of them because sometimes in our follow-up calls, we don't reach all, all of them. But last fiscal year, there were 83 babies we knew because their mothers told us they aborted their babies. So what we're doing, our first uh, all-staff meeting for the next, the new fiscal year, we are having a memorial service. Our very first one, um, um, my husband David officiated that service, and it was really, really good for the staff because it, it allowed us to remember these babies. It allowed us to say, yes, they were human beings made and created in the image of God, and then it helped produce some closure for, for us. Um, so you see um, here we had a table um, at our meeting. Uh, there's 83 little votive candles uh, lit representing the 83 lives that were snuffed out. Um, too early. And then um, we also, in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, there is um, the National Memorial for the Unborn, and there's uh, a wall of names. And so um, that 19-week-old little baby that you saw in that ultrasound picture, uh, we have named that baby Baby J, 19 weeks. And so every year when we have this memorial service, we'll choose one baby uh, and put you know, it's always going to be the first initial of the mother's name. Um, and then we'll put underneath how many souls we, we had lost that fiscal year. And, and um, so we, we purchased this brass nameplate. They give us one, and then they put one in the wall of names in the National Memorial for the Unborn. So they're remembered. And it's, it, it's, it's a very cool cool thing, and it, and it helps, uh, it, it really brings some closure and, and um, release for the staff. Okay, um, this next slide, I don't know if all of you have seen this, but all of you need to see this movie. This is probably one of the most important movies of our lifetime. Uh, I really believe God is trying to wake up the church in America. He's been trying for 46 years now. And you, you see things becoming more um, just uh, in your face, like the Gosnell movie, for, for his people to see. Uh, it's out on DVD, February 5th. But um, I do have a video clip of this particular movie that we're going to play right now, and then I'm almost done. So that little clip, um, so Gosnell was uh, an abortionist. They say he was probably the, one of the leading serial killers. He would snip the spines of uh, babies, um, pass the, the law uh, that limited abortion um, in Philadelphia, and um, they, they, and he, they, they don't even know the hundreds of unborn babies whose, whose spines were snipped. But um, that was a, a true story of the case, um, a, a courtroom scene where one of the employer, uh, employees had actually taken a picture of one of the babies whose spine Gosnell had snipped. And I'm going to show you this picture of this baby. So if you feel like you don't want to handle that, I won't keep the slide up too long, but I, 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 we need to be able to see. 
big baby, baby boy A. And they're finding more clinics with similar things that have occurred in Gosnell's clinic across America. And for the church to play church and not do anything is not good. Because that life is worth fighting for. That courtroom um, scene, there were tons of empty chairs. They thought media would be swarming in that place. And no mainstream media came to listen to that case. And God forbid that our churches, that would represent our church, churches across America, that we would have empty seats for what is going on. Um, I know I'm closing kind of somberly, but it's just, it's grim. There's no other way to paint the picture. And I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I have seen coworkers, I have seen volunteers, just walk away because it's hard. So I think more than anything, I appreciate your prayer. Um, I have a wonderful prayer warrior. Her name is Sandy Sanders. She's not here today, but I think I'm still in this game because of her and her prayers for me. But... Um, you know, I know not everyone's called to do what I'm doing, but I think everyone's called to do something. And I know so many of you are doing things, and I thank you for that. But maybe there are some who have never even uh, crossed over into that territory. And I want to ask you to please think, please pray, please consider how you might help end situations like Baby A. Um, so many ways to get involved. If you want to get involved in Thrive, there's a lot of other pro-life organizations out there. It doesn't have to be Thrive. I'm a little partial, yes. Um, but if you're interested, you can talk to me after church. I have a table back there. Obviously, we're going to go ahead and do the baby bottle campaign again. I got little bottles. It's easy to do. You just stick change in it. Um, we're asking for you to take a bottle, fill it up with change. Your kids can participate. You can bring it back by the end of February. But it, it's amazing how much money comes in through those little baby bottles. And it's such an easy, simple thing to do. You can keep it in your car. You go through the drive-thru. You get, you know, get something. Um, they give you change, and you can just drop it in that baby bottle. That's a great, great way to, to just give a little bit. Um, and um, with that, I just want to close with this scripture. And then um, I'll give the podium back to Mike. So um, it's a passage in Psalm 94. And you can turn there if you want. And I, I have the King James here. So, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belong, O God, to whom vengeance belong, show thyself. Lift up thyself. 
thou judge of the earth, render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see it, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools, when will ye be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? He that chastises the heathen, shall he not correct? He that teaches man knowledge, shall he not know? The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Blessed, blessed is the man whom thou chastenest and teachest out of thy law, that thou might give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance, but judgment shall return until right, unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me? Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. So my question to you is, will you stand up against evil? against unrighteousness, will you? Thank you. Dan, we want to uh, pray for you. I did have a question. How, um, you said ambulances are going to the Planned Parenthood on a somewhat regular basis. Yeah. Um, how many ambulances are going to thrive on a regular basis? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah. Which one is uh, not very a safe or healthy place to go to, right? Yeah. Let's pray. You guys uh, lift out your hands towards Diane. Father, we thank you for Diane, um, for her heart for you, first and foremost, and how she's putting... Um, to action um, what she um, knows that you've called her to do. We thank you that she is a gap stander who is um, doing um, the calling that you have on her life, Lord. And we thank you that she stands for life, that um, she's on the front lines um, fighting for those um, who don't even have a voice and who can't fight for themselves, Lord. We thank you that you're using her, that you're using Thrive, you're using um, Members of Liberty here um, to stand in the gap to um, be directly involved and on the front lines, being ministers of truth um, to this dying world. And we do pray for Thrive. We pray for Diane and all the workers there for your hand of protection upon them, God. We pray that you would give them um, mercy and grace. We pray that you'd give them a spirit of perseverance to continue to press on in spite of the fiery arrows of the enemy being shot at them um, time and time again. We pray that, um, as Ephesians 6 says, that they would stand and that they would stand firm, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would encourage them in small ways and big ways, Lord. We thank you um, for Thrive. We thank you for what you're doing through Thrive and that you would um, continue to bless that organization, God, for your glory. Amen.
you. I wanted to invite everybody to the Midwest March for Life, which will take place in Jeff City February 2nd. Um, maybe I can get send an email out. I yeah. wanted to put a slide up there about it, but I forgot. Um, but um, it's a great opportunity to go and stand for life. So, so if I did the, the math right, Diane, I think it was like 2030 you guys saved this last year. Um, that's like five and a half babies a day that you guys are saving. We're really busy. <laughs> like, busy or closed Sundays, right? Yes. I mean, that's impressive. So every uh -huh. day, on yeah. average, yeah. five to six babies' yeah. lives so, are being spared. Yeah. So yesterday, um, I had a nurse call in. We have our one site open in front of Planned Parenthood on Saturday mornings, our mobile unit. And one of the nurses, uh, they have the stomach flu going through their house. So I'm texting at 7 in the morning to my nursing staff. Hey, can anybody, you know, pick up the shift? Um, Gina's sick. And, of course, um, someone right away said, I'll go. I'll go. And the rest of the team were just, like, so thankful, calling her a hero. And then yesterday they saved two babies. Wow. So it, it's, it's really cool. That's very cool. Um, I'm going to have a couple of gentlemen come up and um, pray for us as we close the service. Uh, why don't uh, Mike Dean and, and Jake? Power, the majesty, um, just that you are in control of this situation, Lord, as we hear the, the horror stories, truly horror stories, Lord, of um, how the lost are willing to um, disregard life, Lord, and be so adamant about uh, fighting for their lost ways, Lord, but only through, through your son, Jesus Christ, and the love that you have shown to a dying world, Lord, and that you love us as and when we are sinners, Lord, that every bit of um, how the world treats itself, Lord, has a resolution through you. And I do pray for the souls of um, those who are in such attack against the sanctity of life, Lord. I thank you for the calling that you have put so strong on Diane's heart and that she would... Um, just continue to be refreshed by you, to have the strength that can only come from you in dealing in this situation, Lord, that as she continues to um, encourage her staff, that that encouragement comes from you first, Lord, and that they would not grow weary. And we know how hard and serious of a situation it is, Lord, but that your hand of protection also remains over Thrive and all of those who are protecting life, Lord and that your word always be spoken and always be given and the strength and the power of Lord Jesus Christ is made known. I do lift up once again Diane as she has shared this morning mm -hmm. just the effort it takes to, to pull together the emotion of what happens on a daily basis. And I thank you for her. I thank you. Uh, that she is following that call once again, Lord, and that we would be mighty warriors with her, that we do not lack um, in what we should do, Lord, that we continue to keep her in her prayers and that she can just gain knowing that she is uh, fighting the good fight, Lord, and that she is saving lives that are made in your image. Mm -hmm. I pray this in Christ's name. <clears throat> Lord, the uh, 
reality of sin and the brokenness of uh, us, this world. Um, it drives us uh, to you. So, Lord, uh, what better to pray but a psalm? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, and who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever, your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Lord God, um, we love you. You are great and mighty, Lord. And uh, so, Lord, we pray for your name's sake that uh, you would rescue us, Lord. Rescue our nation. Uh, from this great sin uh, that's worthy of, of death and separation, Lord. And yet we know, Lord, that uh, through your Son, uh, through his death and resurrection, um, that we have, uh, we have Christ uh, in us, the hope of glory. So, Lord, uh, we thank you for uh, the truth of uh, our sin and yet, uh, the, the overwhelming mercy of God. Lord God, save. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I agree. We thank you that you are a merciful God, that there is mercy that you extend to each one of us. Um, I pray for the ladies that have had abortions, that... Um, they would find forgiveness in you, in you alone, Lord. That they would um, find healing in you and you alone, God. And I pray that you would continue to use this church, um, our prayers, our finances, our time, um, to also be um, standards in the gap, God, to um, support and help um, different organizations like Thrive, Lord, that are making differences, saving babies, God, standing for truth. So use us as a church, Lord, to be a beacon of light in this area of our culture of death. And we pray this with um, the authority you give us in Jesus. Amen.